the rule of our Holy Father's Benedict, chapter the 43rd, De Isquiad Opus Dei, Vel Admensam, Tarde Ocurunt, of those who come late to the work of God, and to table, continued. If anyone, through his own negligence and fault, come not to table before the verse, so that all may say this and the prayer together, and together sit down to table, let him be once or twice corrected. If after this he do not amend, let him not be admitted to share in the common table, but be separated from the companionship of all, and eat alone, his portion of wine being taken from him until we have made satisfaction and amends. Let him be punished in like manner who is not present also at the verse which is said after meals. And let no one presume to take food or drink before or after the appointed hour. But should a brother be offered anything by the superior and refuse to take it, he afterwards desire either what he before refused or anything else, he shall receive nothing whatever until he hath made proper satisfaction. But thou, o Lord, have mercy upon us. This portion of chapter 43 is at once complex and rich. Ad mensam the common table, as you know well now, is an image and a reminder and a pointer, really, uh, to the to the altar of the holy sacrifice. And everything in the refectory, ideally, is arranged to mirror the church. The abbot's table representing the altar. The angle of the reader, tables arranged in two choirs, the meal is hierarchically ordered, with uh, the abbot presiding, uh, the reader reading, the server serving. Um, there really is a liturgy of the table. And St. Benedict takes this very seriously. And so the punctuality of meals. For St. Benedict is a matter of great importance because it concerns the service of God. The, the Opus Dei is, is prolonged in uh, the common table. And St. Benedict, who enjoins us to treat the tools of the monastery even as the sacred vessels of the altar, would have us understand that the Monks are bound to respect the sacredness of the common uh, table. This, of course, would have been characteristic of St. Benedict's culture and time, as it is indeed of Mediterranean culture even to this day. The, the, the table is hugely important, and there is a, a liturgy of the table. Uh, and Real ceremonial things are done in a certain
handled and presented in a certain way. But for St. Benedict, he, he takes this element of his own time and culture and, and elevates it to the level of, what is it, quasi-sacramentality. Because um, the whole, um, yeah, as I said, the whole disposition of the refectory, the whole ceremony of the meal, um, prolongs what we do in the oratory. So that there is effectively a parallel between the oratory of the monastery and the refectory. Um, punctuality, then, um, is a way of manifesting the virtue of religion, I want to say. It's a way of honoring God and of honoring Christ in the brethren. We ring the bell, I ask the bell be rung five minutes before the meal, so that if the meal is to begin, the prompting begins at promptly at quarter to one, the bell is rung at 12.40. And that gives everyone time to come to the refectory. Uh, the bell is, is rung uh, rather enthusiastically by some of our bell ringers. So when one hears it, <laughs> uh, there's no problem with hearing, hearing the bell. Um, and five minutes, this is not a huge monastery. You don't have to walk a mile uh, to, to make your way to the refectory. So there's no reason for anyone not to be on time. It happens that the brother in the gatehouse is detained. I understand that. It happens that Domalaita is detained if he's dealing with uh, workers. I understand that. Uh, it happens that the guest master uh, is detained for one reason or another. But in principle, uh, everyone starts moving towards the refectory at the sound of the bell so that we can begin at uh, 12.45 for Pranium and begin supper promptly at half six. St. Benedict already in his time um, alludes to the, the, the verse and the prayer and the learned sometime abbot of Farnborough, Don Carcol, who was one of the French monks exiled and spent a good deal of time writing books about the liturgy at Farnborough. Um, has a, a wonderful little volume called The Book of Christian Prayer. I don't know if uh, you're probably familiar with that book. Um, there's there's a, a fine chapter in it on the table prayers. And Abbot Cabral makes a case uh, for the very great antiquity of the Oculionium Mitis Sperant and all the other prayers that we chant in the refectory. He says, he argues, they are perhaps the oldest prayer forms that have been handed down intact uh, from, from times of great antiquity. Uh, and uh, the form is is is, is Classic, isn't it? You, you have the antiphon, you have the doxology, the Kyrie eleison, the Pater Noster, and the Collect. Uh, that uh, manifests the uh, the ancient origins of, of the table prayers. 
after the prayers following uh, Pradyum, he took me aside and he said, was that one of the little hours? <laughs> it was, it was, he was asking the question quite seriously. He thought it was if we were saying no sex or something, um, because he had never heard the, the traditional prayers. Um, the form of the traditional prayers uh, includes a procession, something that we are unable to do in our present circumstances. But normally after the meal, the community moves uh, in a procession from the refectory to the oratory to complete the uh, thanksgiving after the meal there in the church. Uh, some monasteries that are architecturally suited to this are able to do it. For the moment, we're not able to do it, but I think that when the courtyard, the design of the courtyard is complete, uh, there will be a way for us to go in procession um, from the refectory to the Bethlehem Oratory. So, uh, that um, in, in, in some monasteries, uh, the, the procedure is you have the Thanksgiving after the meal, the procession to the oratory, and then from the oratory they go to recreation. That's the practice of Flavigny. It's done in a very orderly French manner, and uh, it's, it's, it's a certain um, beauty to the, the, the movement of the whole community from one uh, common place to another. So St. Benedict imposes um, penance on the monk who is tardy. And he says, if after being corrected several times, he not meant he is to be separated from the companionship of all. Sed sequestratus a consortio omnium, a fate worse than death for an Italian to be obliged to eat alone. It's, it's, it's an unheard of thing. Eating is always social. To, to go off into a corner and to, to eat one's, one's uh, fast food on the run is, is, inspires horror in the Mediterranean culture. There is, there is a sacredness to the meal. It's something that is always done together. So to, to, to tell a brother that he is deprived of the companionship of all and must eat alone, and even worse, his portion of wine is taken away from him. Because a, day, a table without wine is like a table without sunshine. And so this poor man is not only sequestered, but he also has the wine that gladdens man's heart taken away from him. So he really is in um, a, a most unhappy state until he hath made satisfaction and amends. In contemporary culture, perversely, perversely, there are men who, if they're asked to go and eat alone, actually prefer it. <laughs> and that shows how, how twisted our culture has become. Uh, the complete loss of the sense of the meal as a common action. And then we understand why uh, this plays out, doesn't it, into, into the approach to the liturgy. Um, 
together, doesn't it? So we we in some ways we this this chapter is very challenging for us because we come out of a culture that doesn't understand uh, really um, what's the sacramentality of all things. Everything is, is functional, pragmatic. Um, the sacredness of all things is everything has been, been profaned. Profaned. And so uh, part of the rehabilitation of a man coming to the monastery is that he has to relearn or learn for the first time the sacredness of all things. In that regard, the little book that I ask every postulant to read is immensely helpful, Sacred Science by Rolando Guardini. Um, if, if you haven't read that book, The New Men, you must read it. It's, it's only, it's a very small book. Um, and it was uh, illustrated by my one-time mentor, um, Mr. Bethune, uh, with lovely simple line drawings. Um, and it was published in the 1950s by Pio Decimo Press in Missouri. But it's, um, it's still available. It, it certainly serves another uh, a new edition uh, because it's, it's, it's a little handbook of the introduction to the sacredness of, of, of things that in the, in the sacramental economy matter matters uh, that's, that's, that's the thesis of the book and so it's very useful I believe it's on the shelves for the, for the young brothers in the scriptorium so if you haven't read it please uh, to take it and read it from cover to cover Light manner, the, the brother who, for some reason, skips out of the meal before the end, like Judas, uh, he, he is to be punished as well. To skip out of the meal is, is a grave offense for St. Benedict, not to be present for the concluding prayer. It's like leaving Mass early or skipping out of the office before the blessing has been given. Um, and then St. Benedict talks about something else. He talks about, I suppose we can say today, snacks. Uh, little um, uh, elevenses, or, or tea in the afternoon, or the, the, the travels used to call them indulgences. Uh, and not in the sense of, of indulgences, we commonly use the term, but an indulgence granted to one's physical weakness. The old Trappists used to go to their rapid and say, Reverend Father, may I have an indulgence, which meant may I have a cup of coffee. <laughs> and so he'd go off and have a cup of coffee and a piece of bread with jam, and that would be his indulgence. So St. Benedict talks about this, and he says, Let no one presume to take food or drink before or after the appointed hour. That's the general rule, but immediately St. Benedict nuances that general rule. But should a brother be offered anything by the superior and refuse to take it? This means that it's in the giving of the superior to say, you are to take something in the middle of the morning and something in the middle of the afternoon. Um, you're to drink water to stay hydrated. Uh, yes, you can have a cup of coffee in the morning. Yes, you can have a piece of fruit or whatever else you need in the afternoon. And then, of course, you have a brother who's wants to make a display of this extreme abstemiousness. Uh, he says, no, 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 thank you. I'm quite capable of 
fasting than to do immediately on masks the spiritual pride puts 